You're listening to the Back in History Class podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us. My name is Crystal. And I'm Ian. And today we're here to talk about the story of Venezuela and how a country with such a rich history fell into poverty. Venezuela was home of many tribes of indigenous people. People such as the Piroa, the Motilon, the Piedmont people, along with many more. Tall mountains with towering cliffs spill water on the land below them. Rivers snake through the landscape surrounded by jungles and plains. It was a perfectly peaceful sight for the tired eyes of any conquistador. There are a few different versions of the origin story of Venezuela. However, there is one that is most widely accepted as truth. In 1499, there was an expedition funded by Spain and led by an explorer, Alonso de Ojeda. Ojeda traveled alongside a famous Italian navigator by the name of Amerigo Vespucci. Upon arrival in the new territory, they found that people built their houses on stilts around the area of Lake Maracaibo. This site reminded Vespucci of Venice, Italy, where the houses breached the water in a beautiful display of color. Vespucci took to calling it Veneziola, which in Spanish means Venezuela. Uprisings began in the early 19th century under the leadership of Francisco de Miranda. Miranda had previously taken part in not only the American Revolution, but also the French Revolution. Many of his first attempts um, to rise up were unsuccessful. However, due to their persistent spirits and dedication, Venezuela declared independence on July 5th, 1811. In the early 20th century, the nation struck oil. Upon later digging, no pun intended, it was discovered that Venezuela had the largest known oil reserves and they became the world's leading exporter of oil. However, Such a rich and cultural history would never stand a chance against the future. The Venezuelan economy is very socialist in nature and has many government benefits. These benefits include heavy welfare and free college. Free stuff always sounds like an amazing concept on paper or by word of mouth, but the future doesn't always adhere to the surreal expectations of the future. The economic boom of oil was only temporary. The price of oil began to drop lower and lower. Venezuela relied so heavily on the oil industry alone that when their industry shifted unexpectedly, nothing was left to support the nation and their needs. Venezuela very quickly began to lose benefits and rights all at the same time, and they went from one of the most progressive countries in the area to one of the poorest. 
It's hard to know when the ship is sinking, but it has become very clear, even if it's a late wake-up call. In May 2015, it was reported that 15,000 doctors left the healthcare system due to a lack of drugs, medicine, equipment, and pay. Venezuela's unemployment rate is expected to be around 44% in 2020, as opposed to our 4% as of 2018. However, the suffering is far from over. The recent times have been worse than ever before for these people. A heavy darkness clouds the streets and fills their homes. Venezuela has been struck with a nationwide blackout. People have resorted to rioting in the streets. As of Monday, March 11th, the death toll has risen to 17. A political leader by the name of Juan Guaido plans to oppose the current president, Nicolas Manduro, in order to help save the country. Stories such as these are a testimony to the risks we take when placing too much responsibility in the hands of the government. When someone is responsible for all your decisions in life, do you really know that they have your best interest in mind? People can be corrupt, and governments can be corrupt. They begin to value money or power over the people. A government's job is not to supply your every need, it is to protect its people and the rights of those people. And now that we have reviewed the background of Venezuela and how this country went from riches to rags, let's look closer to home, the United States. So, Ian, tell me, how can we compare this to America? What's going on here? Well, here in America, we've noticed a uh, slow and gradual change to a more socialistic idea such as we now have certain welfares, such as Medicaid, housing assistance, uh, the TANF, uh, Temporary Assistant for Needy Families, the SNAP, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, and other things of the sort. But as we all know, nothing is ever really free. Somebody has to pay for it, which is where our tax dollars come in handy. Our government uses those to supply the people who need money, but some, some people, you know, just end up using it because they don't want to work. Some people play the system, you know? That's true. Mm-hmm. They rely <coughs> on government programs. Yeah. Uh, and we saw that in Venezuela, too, because many people relied on free college and uh, the other programs that they offered and things like that. And it was huge on government spending. Like, they spent so much money on that stuff. Okay. Uh, what about something else? Do you know anything else? Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, we're kind of slowly turning more towards, like, a socialist idea. That's because a lot of the, like, new voters and things like that really want to try socialism like they think socialism may be the best option and maybe be able to fix like a lot of our problems um do you think um here in america it's going to repeat the same thing as venezuela what happened over there i sure hope not i mean i don't think we would ever go that far but i think we're starting to head in a direction that we really don't want to be in you know yeah i agree because people nowadays are just pushing to have a socialist economy because they think that's a solution. But people do not really understand what can happen because they've not looked closely enough at other examples such as Venezuela. And then there's our history of government involvement. We were always, you know, 
careful to limit the power of the government in the lives of the people because that's kind of what we were founded on based off of the American Revolution and all of our history. But after the Great Depression in the 30s, we allowed the government to get a foot in the door with uh, FDR's New Deal. And this, this allowed uh, government programs that helped Americans get back on their feet. But the thing is, the government never took their foot out of the door. Ian, thank you for informing us with such good information. Thank you for letting us know what kind of things are going on, not just here, but in Venezuela as well. Um, we thank you for joining us today for this very special episode. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, we hope to have everyone back on tuning in on the next episode of Back in History Class.